Hello, welcome to the podcast, Two Accountants, One Mic, Your Questions, with me, your host, Mark. And the co-host, Tom Bell. Uh, we've decided that a great method of answering the most common and relevant client questions was via a podcast. Welcome back to our second podcast. Uh, as discussed last week, we were going to go through the uh, outcome of the budget. So for the first section, we're just going to rattle through the main changes. Uh, so over to you on that, Tom. Yep. So one of the first uh, most notable changes is the scrapping of the lifetime allowance on pension contributions uh, and an increase to the annual allowance for pension contributions from £40,000 per year up to £60,000 per year. An interesting point with reference to childcare is the intention of the government to allow for 30 hours funded in term time for children nine months and older. Uh, the point to note on that is that there is a phase date of that coming in September 25. Additionally, for um, for gas and electric bills, the price cap of £2,500 has been kept in place until June 23, until a further review. Uh, tax rates will continue to be frozen until 2028. Following on from the rates that we discussed last week, the capital gains tax annual exemption will half to 6000 from April 23, and then will half further to 3000 from April 24. Uh, the dividend nil ban changes will still go ahead. Uh, as of the 6th of April 2023, the nil ban will half down to £1,000. And then from the 6th of April 24, half down to £500. Uh, there's going to be no changes to the personal savings allowances for higher rate, additional rate or basic rate taxpayers. From a corporate perspective, uh, the intention of the corporation tax rate to increase from 19% to 25% will still apply to profits in excess of 50,000, meeting the 25% rate at profits of 250,000. The additional rate band uh, reductions will still go ahead, so that's down from £150,000 to £125,140. Looking at capital allowances, we've seen an introduction of something called full expensing, which allows for 100% write-off of uh, capital expenditure and a special rate expenditure banding, uh, allowing for 50% write-off um, f- against capital expenditure. Lesser allowances uh, for individuals, adult individuals, will remain at £20,000 and the junior ISA allowance will remain at £9,000. Specific legislation has been brought in for an April 23 for divorcing couples and civil partners, which will allow them to take advantage of capital gains tax rules as if they were still together. Uh, from a residential property point of view, stamp duty will remain 0% up to £250,000 and for first-time buyers it will remain 0% up to 425000 with a discounted rate being applied between £425,000 and £625,000. For the second section of the podcast, we thought it would be useful to bring in the questions that have come through to us since the budget yesterday. Uh, And on that note, we've been joined by Sophie from our marketing team. Um, And Sophie's basically going to be putting your questions to myself and Tom uh, and for us to answer them as best as, uh, as best as we can. So welcome to the podcast, Sophie. Thank you. Before I ask any client questions, what do the changes to the pensions mean? Okay, so the scrapping of the lifetime allowance uh, is really a removal of the the financial or tax implications uh, of pension contributions over the course of somebody's life. It's a removal on the limit on how much somebody can contribute into their pension across the course of the working life before there are any financial tax implications. 
At one point in time, the lifetime allowance was a political football, really, whereby the parties were arguing over how much somebody uh, should be able to put into a pension scheme and not pay any tax on it. So it's quite interesting yesterday that the government has felt it's appropriate uh, to not just simply to uplift this this level, but to abolish it. And this is this is linked into as well, Tom, the ability to pay more into the 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 pension scheme itself as well, isn't it? Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, now, there are limits um, on how much an individual can contribute into a pension scheme on an annual basis and uh, obtain tax relief on that. Previously, this was capped at either uh, £40,000 or 100% of your earnings. For example, previously, an individual on a salary of £30,000 uh, could only contribute a maximum of £30,000. That's an individual on, say, a salary of £50,000 could only contribute a maximum of £40,000. So that's, that's either the, that was the cap on either earnings or, or the annual allowance. Now that annual allowance of £40,000 has now increased to £60,000. Uh, so just, just to, just a comparison then, an individual on a salary of, say, £70,000 could contribute a maximum of £60,000 per year into a pension scheme. And these include individual and employer contributions um, before there are any tax charges. Um, an individual on, say, £50,000 could then still only contribute a maximum of £50,000. Yes, interesting. I think this is one where the government have, have maybe realised, linking it into companies and owner-managed entities, that um, that the increase in the corporation tax rate um, is, is not going to be popular uh, whatsoever. So I think for those businesses and, and owner-managed entities that, that have the spare cash, this is essentially an option for them to increase the contributions into the, uh, into the, uh, the pension scheme and get the corporation tax relief. And furthermore, to be able to do that for a greater period than before. So looking at the, uh, the previous lifetime allowance and the, the limit that was in place in around about 25 years, somebody would have, 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 have got to that maximum point of the lifetime allowance. Somebody now with an owner managed entity that has the excess profits can, can essentially subject to the salary um, salary uh, restrictions that Tom's mentioned can effectively go as long as their business can afford. So this is quite an aggressive uh, tax break for for those businesses or individuals with excess money uh, that can that can essentially live by other means and um, and use their pension as a as as a as a, as a, a, a real strong break for their for their tax rate. So I know from my perspective from the limited company department that um, we'll be looking at this for clients and putting this out there as as a way for them to to bring down the tax rate and of course that'll overlap with uh, with personal tax clients as well Tom. Yeah, that's correct. Um, I mean individuals Currently in the higher rate bands, additional rate bands, um, this will just be an, an additional uh, an additional way to claim for any further tax relief. One of the main questions that I received from clients yesterday when the email got sent out about the budget was what do the figures mean that were spoken about? So there won't be any change to any tax band or allowances. Uh, these are frozen, as I said previously, up until 2028. Uh, now, now, what that means in real terms is the level in which tax begins to be paid um, and the rates or the percentages in which it's charged at won't be changing at least until 2028. So, 
going into that further, we're talking about personal allowance levels, we're talking about basic rate banding, and we're talking about high rate tax banding. So the trigger points at which different rates of percentages are applied to income are frozen until 2028. That's correct, uh, with the exception of the uh, additional rate band, which has decreased from £150,000 down to £125,140. So another client has messaged in and asked about whether it would be best for them to sell their rental property this year or wait until April next year. Yep, so uh, as we mentioned before, uh, the annual exempt amount, and just to put that again into real terms, that's the tax-free limit on any capital gains. Um, that's halving down to £6,000 as of the 6th of April of this year, and it then halves again uh, down to £3,000 after the 6th of April next year. Um, so definitely um, there would be a saving if uh, if any kind of disposal, and by disposal I just mean sale um, of any asset that would attract any kind of capital gains tax uh, prior to the end of this tax year. There would be a saving again if it was done before the 5th of April 24. Um, now just to put that into, into monetary terms, um, if a sale was made um, after the 6th of April 23 and before the 6th of April 24, it cost the basic rate taxpayer roughly an additional £1,200. Um, it cost the higher rate taxpayer roughly £2,000 uh, more. Um, going going off to the 6th of April 24, that just doubles um, down to a basic rate taxpayer having an additional tax cost of about £2,400 and a higher rate taxpayer roughly £4,000. Um, now, for an individual looking at selling, for example, um, a singular buy-to-let property um, or stocks and shares, it, this is a real um, this is a real hit. Thanks for that, Tom. Moving on, I know my WhatsApp's lit up uh, after the budget with reference to the dividend tax changes. Uh, so this is basically the allowance at which you start to pay um, a tax contribution on dividends received. So up to April 23, it, that was £2,000 or is £2,000. That's now dropping down to £1,000 and then from 24 down to £500. To put that into context, pre-2016, um, dividends didn't attract any tax unless you were a high-rate taxpayer. Um, so... And then from 2016, the dividend tax uh, concept or legislation came in, which started with a banding of £5,000, which meant an individual could receive £5,000 worth of dividends and pay no tax. So to be eight years down the track and down to £500 and with effective inflation and, and the value of money, that is a real hike, a, a real problem for business owners now. I don't actually expect people to really notice it because when you apply the dividend rate percentages um, to the uh, to the to the amount of dividend and the reduced um, banding, it's it's not going to stand out on the return, but it does bring into focus the need to consider how are there adequate number of shareholders in in the business? Are there any other ways that the money could be withdrawn from the business? Because this is this is heading towards a tax which will probably become more and more popular for the government to the point of removing that banding and then then probably increasing the percentage itself um, over the coming years. So a real watch point for me uh, from the limited company point of view and the work that I do with the tax department that Tom's in trying to ensure that we balance out how much we declare in profits for the company and how the associated owners of the business withdraw the cash. So again, a bit more work for me to do with you, Tom, which I'm sure you'll enjoy. 
Always. <laughs> One of the calls received this morning at the Lincoln office was regarding full expensing. So what does that mean? Yeah, okay, so full expensing sounds to be something new, sparkling and exciting, but actually all it is is a a tweak of the capital allowance legislation which has existed for a long period of time. The one thing to be clear on it though, this is limited company specific. Yeah, uh, I mean, this, this is really just a replacement or a tweak to the super deduction scheme which came in place. 2021. Um, what this actually affects is something called first year allowances. And when I, when I say first year, I'm referring to the first year that any item of plant or machinery uh, that qualifies. So this could be something like a van or tools or machinery and um, things that really have a function um, and you need them to run the business. You cannot complete um, any work without them. Um, so when I say first year allowance, that, that's what I mean. Uh, now, There'll be an uncapped, uncapped amount of qualifying expenditure uh, for these, um, and any any assets that come under what's called a special rate. Uh, so these might be things like cars, for example, or some um, you know, some electrical installations and more specific items like that. Um, those will qualify for a fifty percent allowance. Yeah, so they're calling that the special rate expenditure, which which is a which is an improvement on the previous offer. And again, going back to the point earlier in in the podcast regarding the uh, increase in the pension uh, contributions and lifetime allowance, this is a this is another acknowledgement, I believe, really by the government that um, that the corporation tax rate isn't going to work for businesses, so that they are going heavy in terms of allowing for capital allowances to be written off um, in, in, in full against accounting profits. Now, I'll just deal with this point because this is a common question or point that we get or salespeople tend to put towards our clients. Just to put that into context, a pound write-off for tax purposes doesn't mean a pound reduction in the tax that you pay. It's it, prevents that pound from being taxed at the relevant rate that it would have been. So, for example, uh, in relation to the increased corporation tax rate, let's assume it's a 25% uh, paying company in terms of corporation tax. If they buy an asset that is under the full expensing um, concept that we've just spoke about, and that was a pound, then the corporation tax save would be 25 Pence. So it's not a pound for a pound. It's not quid pro quo. It's the percentage that would have been paid um, had the uh, had the allowance not been claimed. So looking from your angle, then Tom, more from the personal tax uh, side of it, so sole traders and partnerships. Uh, what's what's there for for you? Is it just annual investment allowance like it used to be? There's been no change uh, for any kind of unincorporated business. So this could be a sole trade or a partnership. Uh, the annual investment allowance limit will remain at £1 million, which for the majority of sole trades and partnerships is, is ample. Okay, thanks for that, Tom. So, I mean, one of the most common questions that I receive um, is sole trade clients, partnership clients. Uh, I really am commonly asked, at what point should a company be formed? What are the benefits of a company? What are the drawbacks of a company? Um, is, a, is a limited company more difficult? Is the admin difficult? Um, and really the work that goes along with that. Um, so the topic of next week's podcast will look to address some of these questions, some of these points, and really just make things clearer. 
Excellent. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, Tom, as, as you know, the crossover for, from my perspective from the limited company uh, department and, and how we interact with each other and to, to try, I suppose, articulate the process that we go through internally and then hopefully convey that in a way that is uh, understandable for, for the listeners. As well as that, we're joined by a special guest, uh, Mark Baker, and he's coming on to tell us about his time in business. So Mark started his own business in his early 20s and has, has gone from strength to strength. Additionally, um, he has other business interests that he's involved with, and hopefully he can give us a bit of an insight as to uh, how he's got where he is and um, what he'd pass on to you if you're considering doing the same. In respect of other client questions that we've received as well, we will be dedicating other podcasts to talk more in depth with those where we'll also be joined with more special guests to help us explain them a bit more. Thanks for that, Sophie. So uh, that's a sign off from me, Mark. Me, Tom. And me, Sophie.